0: Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Happy Father's Day again to you that are dads. Um, I've got a special place in my heart for all of you. I know what it's like to be a dad. And I just want to thank you for the ways that you have fathered your family in the little things, the big things, the hard work that you've put in. Um, And then just remaining faithful in your role. You bring so much stability, so much security to your family. And and I, I want you to know that. I want you to feel that. Sometimes as dads, we're just so busy doing things, we don't slow down and recognize the power that God has placed in that role for us as a dad. So just a special thanks to you, and I hope you have a very special day celebrating Father's Day with your families. Well, we've been... Uh, In our series, The Summer in the Psalms, this is our third week. Um, The first week, we looked at Psalm 136, and we're continuing to ask the question, God, how are you coming to me through these psalms? In Psalm 136, we learn that God comes to us with his faithful love that endures forever like waves. They just keep coming. They just keep coming. And, And we experienced him through nature. We can experience him through creation, how he comes to us. Last week was Psalm 119, one of the longest psalms. I'm grateful that Randy didn't go through every verse, and I'm sure you are too. But there we learn that God comes to us through his word. There's not a more powerful way that he comes to us. We learn that he is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And I want to continue to encourage you each and every Sunday to take time to meditate on these psalms that we're going to. Grab a cup of coffee, glass of lemonade, and get a place where you can just personalize and reflect on these psalms so you can take it in on a personal level. Well, this morning, we're gonna shake it up a little bit. You're gonna hear from two dads, one an older dad, me, and we've got Marlon Williams coming up in a little bit as one of our elders sharing as a a younger father, but something very, very special for you to hear. Well, on this Father's Day, I want to focus us on how God intentionally comes to us as a father, as a good father. He's not distant, he's not far away, he's not cold. In fact, the big idea this morning is we have a father that is constantly initiating with us to affirm us that we're his son. And that were his daughter. Let's take a look at Psalm 103 13 through 14. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are, he remembers we are only dust. Like a good father, he initiates with tenderness and compassion, not judgment and criticism. See, his lead foot is always gonna be tenderness and compassion, even when he corrects us. Compassion is behind the correction or the discipline that he brings our way. Now, for some of you, this may be registering up here in your head. You're like, yeah, I know. I know God loves me, and he comes with this tenderness and compassion but I'm wondering if it's settling down in here. And I want to really encourage you to let it drop in. Drop into some places that you need that tenderness and compassion. In fact, where is that? Ask yourself, where do I need the Father's tenderness and compassion right now where things might be broken inside? What does he need to come in and heal? How does he need to come in and help me? And where do you need to trust him to let him in there? Because sometimes that can be very, very difficult for us to let him into those places. Well, this verse goes on and says that he's compassionate to those who fear him. Now, right away we think, oh man, you know, we got, he, he, he moves with fear, like he's motivated by fear. No, that word fear him has nothing to do with being afraid of him. It has everything to do with honoring him and respecting him and loving him and, and reverencing him and really just treating him like who he is. It has nothing to do with being afraid of him. And then I love the second part of this where it says, for he knows how weak we are. And we've been talking a lot about that as a church. He sees us. He knows where we're weak. This morning, where are you feeling weak? Is Father's Day hard for you? Does it stir up more negative experiences or emotions as opposed to positive? Well, this verse assures us that he sees us And he knows what we may have missed in a dad growing up. He wants to come into those places, those hard places that we can kind of shut out. And he wants to bring his tenderness and his compassion to bring healing even into those places where we feel the most hurt. He wants to make up the deficit. Our good father is is constantly fathering us all the way through the stages of our life and he wants to come in and help make up the difference that that we may be missing. And one of those ways that God has kind of been intentional in my life lately is just in the whole area of my thinking. Um, I know that he loves me. I shared that a little bit earlier. But is his love for me based on being his son or what I do for him, how well I obey him and the things that I do. It's been hard for me through the years to get that down, this whole idea of being as opposed to doing. And both are important. But the key in it is the order. Being before doing. Our father's definition of love is being precedes doing. Remember how he blessed his own son, Jesus, before he did anything, before ministry started, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Well, our good dad thought I needed to be reminded of this a few weeks back. Um, And in all the places my grandson's ninja competition. So I'm down in Cincinnati uh, with our family, and this is his first competition ever. So he's been taking these classes. And those of you that watch American Ninja Warrior, you know, you know the kind of deal, but this is all down like the kid size. But he is revved up. I mean, he thinks he's an American Ninja Warrior, you know. So this whole competition starts and it's legit with, you know, first, second, and third and prizes and all that kind of stuff. Well, going into it, I knew he's the, one of the youngest ones in it. And more than likely, he's not going to get a place. So, but he was fired up and excited. And sure enough, went through all the competition. And then they came to third place. You know, my grandson's still sitting there. Second place, my grandson's still sitting there. First place, my grandson's still sitting there. And then they hand out some participant, like I think it was a little band of sorts, and then a free pass to the gym, you know, later that everybody got. But what struck me in this whole experience is his dad. His dad goes up to him after that competition. And with outstretched arms, he kind of leans down and he goes, son, I am so proud of you. And Oliver came and he jumps in his hands. And we got a picture of it here, looking at him right there. He was so excited just to jump into his dad's arm. Here they're looking at the little participant award that he got. But the Lord met me there and he said, Life, that's how I love you as a son. Yeah, we got a lot of doing kind of stuff going on but it's that being that I want to make sure you get that first, get that to be a priority. And I want us as a church to get that. I want us to feel that he just loves us for being his son, for being his daughter. And we don't got to get mixed up in that doing stuff because I'm sure for most of us, we got that one down pretty well, but we get out of order with that. So I just want to encourage us with that this morning. This intentionality that I'm talking about, it's not half-hearted. Like God is coming after us with His love, with passion. Take a look at Psalm 23:6. "Surely your goodness and unfailing love get this, will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live." in the house of the Lord forever. This verse speaks strongly that our good dad intentionally pursues us daily. Every single day, he's intentional with us, with goodness and with love. That word pursue and the message is he chases after me. Like He wants to bring good things. He's not chasing after us, again, like with criticism. and ju- He's chasing us for our good. He's chasing us because of his love and his goodness. Think about that for a moment. Our good dad is chasing us daily with goodness and love. Let that soak in. Let that soak in. It also begs this question. Have we been noticing it? Have we been experiencing it? If this is true, if our good dad is coming after us daily, is this something we experience? Or are we moving too fast in our daily lives that we're missing it? That it's going right past us. So it may be just slowing down to reflect and observe our lives to see where He's pursuing us, to see how He's trying to come to us. I think it's pretty awesome to have a good dad as our Heavenly Father that's so intentional. And he pursues us. I love what John Eldridge says in his book, Fathered by God. And men, if you've not read that book, I'd grab a hold of that one. That's one of my top ones for dads. And just being a man and being fathered as a son, it's excellent. But he describes our good dad this way. He says, you have a good father. He is better than you thought. He cares. He really, really does He's kind and generous, and he's out for your best. He is fathering each of us as a son and as a daughter with our best in mind, with good and loving things in mind. I want to encourage you and all of us to slow down so that we can recognize where he's coming to us as a father those areas that he wants to bring healing, those areas that he just wants to encourage us and affirm us. And I wanna encourage you this week, take some time to reflect on Psalm 103 and Psalm 23 and personalize it. Let him come to you through those Psalms. Well, now we're gonna move to our next worship song. And and as we do, I just wanna pray for us I want to pray that this truth of his intentionality and his pursuit for us would go deeper. Please close. Please close your eyes and, and let's pray. Father, many of us know these things in our, in our minds, but how I ask you you take them deeper into places of our heart. I pray that um, this intentionality and this pursuit would be real And I pray that even this week, if we we haven't been experiencing it, Lord, that we would slow down enough to allow you as our good dad um, to pursue us and come to us in places that we really need it. Uh, Thank you. We trust you and we thank you that you're a good dad and that you're gonna continue to pursue us even, even when we're busy. But I pray that we could slow down and recognize it, Lord, so that we can draw close to you as Father, Son, and as Father, Daughter. I pray this in Jesus'
1: name. Amen. Good morning. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers that are uh, joining us today, uh, those who are here with us in person, those who are uh, joining us by the GCC TV broadca- broadcast. I'm very appreciative uh, for this opportunity uh, just to. Uh, join with Pastor Life and just to share very briefly uh, what God has laid on my heart uh, for you today. Pastor Life just spoke to us about God coming to us uh, as, as a father, as that perfect father and for us and inviting us to come to him as his sons and daughters. Thank you for that word Pastor Life. And I'll be continuing today's talk, today's brief talk, by looking at one of the commands uh, from God that I think will help us to be more like this perfect father. Let's jump right into our scripture focus today, and we'll just be reading selectively from Joshua 1. Verses, so first we'll go with verses 1 and 2. So Joshua 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... The Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over to this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am given to them, to the people of Israel. God continued to speak to Joshua in verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Heading down to verse 7, it says, only be strong and very courageous. And then in verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Based on what is repeated in these, this brief reading, uh, it might be obvious what the focus of the talk today is going to be. Be strong and courageous. Actually, In the interest of time, it's just going to be the be courageous uh, portion of it. Before we dig a little bit deeper into the scripture, allow me to say two things. Obviously, today is Father's Day. And so, as you would expect, uh, the talk is more targeted towards men in general and fathers specifically. But I do believe that this talk is, is for all of us. It's not just men. It's not just fathers who need to be courageous. And since we are actually in the summer in the Psalms series, let's go ahead and quickly turn to Psalm 31, verse 24, and let's see what David has to say about courage. He says, Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Did you catch that? Who is he, who is he saying should have courage? Is it just men, just just fathers? No. It says, All you who wait on the Lord. And so again, even though this morning the talk will be focused mainly to men and mainly to fathers, I do believe that God wants each of us, men, women, boys, girls, married, single, whoever we are, to be people of courage. And secondly, This message is not just for the faint of heart. It's not for the people who we would view as being a little cowardly. Think about who God was bringing this command to. It was Joshua. Does Joshua strike you as someone who is coward? No. You might remember by this time, Joshua was the second in command to Moses he was Moses's right-hand man he was a military leader he was even a spy when they got to the edge of the of of the promised land that first time Moses sent 12 men into the promised land to go and spy it out 10 men returned quaking in their boots and said hey this is a great land But guess what? These men who are in Canaan, they are like giants. And we, we the people of Israel, we are like grasshoppers in their eyes and in even our own eyes. But Joshua and Caleb, what do they say? They courageously respond. These men, yes, they're big. Yes, they're like giants. But in their words, they will be like bread in our hands. Joshua was no coward. Joshua was no faint of heart. But God saw it necessary to remind Joshua that in order to lead these people, to lead these Israelites, he would need to be strong and courageous. And it's that reminder that I'm bringing today. It's that reminder that I'm bringing to men, to fathers, to each of us. Be strong and courageous. For this brief talk, it was necessary to focus basically on just one virtue, especially for fathers, one virtue that would help us to fulfill our roles as dads and as husbands in the way that God would have us to do it. I quickly concluded that that virtue was courage, especially in this day, especially in this age. And I needed some backup I needed someone probably to to kind of come along with me and and agree that courage is something that's needed. And so if you've known me for any length of time, you probably have heard me quote C.S. Lewis a time or two. If I haven't, then I apologize. (laughs) And I'm going to go ahead and correct that blunder right now. So C.S. Lewis writing says, Courage is not simply one of the virtues But the form of every virtue at the testing point, which means at the point of highest reality. A chastity or honesty or mercy which yields to danger will be chaste and honest or merciful only under conditions. Pilate was merciful till it became risky. C.S. Lewis is suggesting to us that every virtue, humility, love, mercy, chastity, whatever it is, at the point where it counts the most, we need one other virtue. That virtue being courage. He used Pilate to illustrate his point. Pilate succumbing to the mob to commission God, Jesus' crucifixion. I'll try to illustrate it with God's love, God's unconditional love. The Bible is replete with assertions that God loves us. It says, for God so loved the world. It tells us that even in our, before we were in our mother's womb, God loved us. It, it, it goes so far not to simply say that God loves us, but that God is love. But when was that love tested? Think back to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus, recognizing what was coming ahead, he was in such anguish, such agony, that it says that his sweat was as blood. He recognized the pain that would come with the torture, with the shame, with the humiliation. He recognized that even for a moment or a period of time, he would be separated from his father. And it was hard. He saw the pain to come. To the point where he said, Father, my heavenly Father, if there be any other way, take this cup away from me. God loves us, but that love was challenged when danger came. And thank God that the second person in the Godhead, Jesus Christ, had the courage to follow through to demonstrate to us that he indeed really does love us so let's go ahead and turn back quickly to joshua 1 and let's ask three questions pretty quickly about this command that god gave to joshua for what purpose was joshua to be strong and courageous joshua 1 verse 6 gives us the answer it says be strong and courageous for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I soar to their fathers to give to them. What was the purpose? God had a plan. He had a plan for the people of Israel. He had an end goal in mind for them. And God was saying, I need a strong and courageous man through which I would accomplish this goal, this goal. And guess what? The same is true for us. God is saying to us as men, to us as fathers, your wife, your kids, your uh, family, uh, your relatives, the people who you work with, the people in your community, the people at your church, I have a plan and an end goal in mind for them. Are you going to be that strong man, that courageous man, through which I will be able to accomplish these goals for them? Question two, in what way was God commanding Joshua to be strong and courageous? Joshua 1 verse 7 gives us the answer. It says, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to the right hand or to the left hand. Yes, yes. When the burglar comes in through the house, God probably wants us to be courageous and, and to do our very best to protect our wives and our kids. But that might, might never happen to most of us. If it does, it might happen once or twice. Let's hope. But guess what? Every single day we're interacting with our wives, with our kids, with our friends, with our family, with our co-workers. And it is in every single interaction that God is calling us to be strong and courageous. God wants us to be courageous in doing his will. Courageous in knowing and living according to his word. Courageous in passing on his word to the next generation. And in whose strength? Question three. Should we be strong and courageous? Courageous. I'm sure the answer is obvious, right? This is a time when every answer to the question in church is, is God, right? It's Jesus. But let's go ahead and, and confirm that answer in in Joshua 1, verse 9. It says, Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go God is not asking us to be courageous because of our strength he's not asking us to be courageous because of our wisdom or knowledge or resources god is asking us to be courageous in him he's asking us to be courageous because he's our provider he's our shield he's our defender he is or everything therefore be strong and courageous. You might be asking the question, how can I live out this command of being strong and courageous in my everyday life? Here's what I'll do. I'll make a few suppositions about myself. And you can think about, well, which of these suppositions apply to you? When my daughter, at the appropriate age, distant future, Gets, to the, gets her heart's desire an opportunity to, d- to date the jock at school but this jock is the antithesis of honoring God will I have the courage knowing just how much it will hurt my daughter to lovingly go to her and tell her yes I know that's what your heart wants But guess what? God is greater than your heart and this person is not the right person for you. I hope that in that moment, I will return to this command where God commands me to be strong and courageous. When my son crosses the line and dishonors uh, some young lady in any way, will I have the courage to lovingly tell him that this is not just boys being boys. This is dishonoring to women and so it's dishonoring to God and so it is is wrong in those moments I hope I will return to this command that God says to me be strong and courageous when I'm out with my friends acquaintances or co-workers who drink a lot will I with the risk of being scorned and ridiculed, will I be able to set a limit to say this is home which I will drink and no more? And will I be able to abide by that limit because my objective is to honor God and that I will not be controlled by any spirit except for the spirit of the Holy God in those moments? I hope and I pray that I'll be able to return to this command that says, be strong and courageous. When my boss at work asks me to do something that's slightly shady, that in all likelihood will advance me further up the corporate ladder and it will help the company. Will I have the courage to say, I'm going to put God's reputation and God's honor and God's glory first and have the courage to say no. I hope in these moments that I will return to this command that says, be strong and courageous. When my wife and I have some sort of heated disagreement, will I have the courage to go to her first, to walk back to her, and to admit my side, my part, my share in the conflict? And I will, will I work with her towards reconciliation i hope and pray that in these moments i'll return to this command that says be strong and courageous when nobody's watching will i have the courage to lead my family into reading god's word worshiping god and praying to him consistently at home in these moments i hope and i pray that i'll be able to return to the command that says be strong and courageous when everything is going swimmingly at home church and at work when everyone is pouring on the accolades and the compliments and the praises will i in those moments have the courage to say it's not in my strength but it's simply because of the love and kindness of my god my savior my perfect heavenly father i hope in those moments that i will return to this command that says, be strong and courageous. And when everything is falling apart, when I've hit rock bottom, and when I am at my wits end as to what to do next, will I have the courage to get down on my knees and to acknowledge to God that without him, I can do nothing Without his strength, I cannot take another step. Will I have the courage to look to those around me and to be vulnerable and to acknowledge my weaknesses and to invite those people who are around me to support me when I can't do it alone? I hope in these moments that I will be able to return to the command that says, be strong and courageous be strong and courageous be strong and very courageous be strong and courageous three times god tells joshua three times he gives him the command but guess what if we look further down into the scripture in verse 18 and 19 there's actually one more instance one more instance of god One more instance uh, of God (coughs) coming. Apologies. One more instance of the be strong and courageous. It's in verse eighteen and verse eighteen. It says, "Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your word, whatever you command him shall shall be put to death. Only." Be strong and courageous. This wasn't God speaking. This was some of the people of Israel. And they were saying to Joshua, we will follow you. We will take your lead. We will give you a shot at you being the leader of us. Only remain in God and be strong and courageous. God, is calling us to be strong and courageous. But guess what? Your wife, your kids, your co-workers, your friends, your relatives, the people here at church, the people in your community, they're also explicitly and implicitly calling on you. And what are they saying? They're saying, we we are willing, we're willing to take your lead. We're willing to follow you. We are willing to give you a shot. Only. Remain in the Lord and be strong and courageous. Again, three times, God issues the command to us. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous. And then there's a fourth call from those who are around us. Again, be strong and courageous. Will we obey God's command and will we answer the call of those around us to be strong and courageous? Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for being our God, for being our Savior, for being our provider, for being our protector, for being our perfect father father we pray this morning that you might help each of us to answer and obey your command and to answer the call of those around us to be strong and courageous we thank you lord for your word we thank you for who you are and we thank you for what you do in jesus name we pray